Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. The Johnny Depp thing, it's it's uh it's funny because I had no idea what was going on until the videos, his testimony, like witness testimony started popping up on Twitter. And I watch him every time because I was like, I gotta see what this man is saying. It's funny, even this man in real life, it's kind of like he's so intriguing to watch. Bro, right? I watched the, the it was it the 10 minute where he's sitting at the stand and he's sitting there like smacking his lips and kind of like he's he's almost in character. It's so weird. I don't know. That's like the only I watched the first like minute of that. That's all I know about the whole situation. Yeah. And it's just like I said, it's funny watching him because it's like you're so intrigued with him as if he was a character. But it's kind of like, damn, you take a step back like, damn, this is this man's life. You know, like this is real life. This ain't no game right now. (laughs) Um, Crazy. But yeah, apparently he's fighting that defamation. If I had it correct, his wife said that he beat her. So that's how he got pulled out of. You were talking about the that Harry Potter movie. He got pulled out of that, got blackballed and everything. And then turns out she was the one that was abusing him. Wow. But like, like is that confirmed like for real? Or is that is that like he says she said kind of thing? Um as far as what I've seen on Twitter. And I don't know if I'm just getting the Johnny Depp highlights on Twitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no. Uh, there should be like an ESPN for court cases, you know, Da-na-na, dude, there really should be. Dude, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Dibs. Two fans. Bro. We call dibs. We call dibs. <laughs> I had an idea that was one of those ideas where you're like, dude, why isn't this a thing? And then you think about, you know, things that have already existed. And you're like. Well, why didn't I think about that? Like, obviously, that makes sense. Like, almost like Amazon, where it's like, obviously, that makes sense. Like they, we just came across it. ESPN for court <laughs> cases, dude. ESPN for court cases. Imagine that would be horrible for society. Could you imagine play-by-plays of court cases? People would be, oh, uh, the streets would burn. <laughs> Highlights. Imagine Damn. how serious people are about sports, and then you add that into like you know something that's actually relevant and important. You know, I guess not a civil case like this, but you know. hey, uh, y'all, y'all, for those that had the prop over three and a half <laughs> objections from the defense attorney, could you imagine? Dude? One. Oh my god, they went over four <laughs> objections from the defense attorney. Here's your money, uh, dude. Elon bought Twitter. I don't, I don't throw anything out out the out the window now. There's, there is a possibility for anything to happen. Imagine having that kind of money. You could just say like, eh, you know what? Screw it. We'll have to get we'll the lawyers to get together. That, but I was, I was looking up the, what was it? The catalyst for it? Or what was I looking up for Johnny Depp? Uh, just the, the reason the law. So right now I know he's in court right now because yeah. um, he's, he's, I don't know if it's, well, there's no criminal suit to it. If I, if I remember correct from my one semester of business law, um, <laughs> he's fighting defamation essentially. So he is, I believe, suing his ex-wife, wife, ex-wife. I don't know if they're together still or not, but he should be divorced from her. But he's suing her for defamation because obviously, 
now he can't he got pulled from all his gigs oh okay here we go yeah yeah yeah. so suing her for 50 million and it's over a 2018 op-ed she wrote for the washington post in which she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse though depp was not named in the article he claims it cost him lucrative acting roles it's from cnn.com so um damn this is kind of like the will smith thing honestly like you know with will smith and uh jada coming out and saying you know what she said about the relationship and how the open relationship and it just really puts the guy in an awkward position this is like similar it's kind of in the same vein where you she writes a post clearly writes a, a an article clearly johnny depp did not approve of this i mean if he did this wouldn't exist yeah and she describes herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse dude could you imagine being the husband in that situation and your wife writes that piece and all of a sudden you are like the public figure for like your wife is is what oh and same thing with with will smith man tough situation crazy i I can i can only imagine dude like People just look at you different. I mean, we're thinking about it like normal people, right? These people are not normal. Johnny Depp is not a normal person. Like, he's Jack Sparrow in more, most people's eyes. He's basically Jack Sparrow in my eyes. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a normal guy getting this kind of heat. It's crazy. I just... And the thing is, watching the videos on Twitter, too it's so intriguing it's uh it, it, it it's insane um and the stuff that she did i i don't even know like i can't i can't even comprehend what he is dealing with like internally with all that going on um and props for him to even say anything stand up and say anything cuz you know how many guys would stand up and be like my woman is abusing me like nobody dude like you you don't find many guys that are willing to come up no man i always hear that whenever we talk about domestic abuse there's always that stat out there that guys i mean because you think about it as a guy i mean they talk about like just offhanded humor like don't be a bitch right like don't you know mama didn't raise a bitch don't be a bitch that kind of thing and I mean, in line with that is admitting that, like, your woman is abusing you. That's, dude, that's a tough thing to mentally, you know, even accept. So, damn. Yeah, we don't see many of them, do we? <sighs> Makes you wonder how much of it is out there for guys. Like, you know, how how one-sided it is, you know, if if it's more woman-dominated being abused or if it's more male-dominated being abused you gotta think it's woman right like the woman being abused yeah yeah oh yeah yeah of course but i mean it's just this woman is she sounds psychotic i'm sorry but she sounds just in actually insane i i cannot i just don't know what johnny was thinking I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> to each his own. 
you know, maybe she had him, she had him fooled, befuddled or something. Um, just, I don't even know, man. Like, just, I just hope, I just hope if this is true, if she is like, from what it seems like on Twitter, she is legit just butchering this man's name. I hope the the uh, Johnny Depp's attorneys are able to do the thing and he's able to get justice for himself. I just hope the the right person comes out on top in this situation, as in with any situation. Yeah, you want justice to win, right? In these, you just the curiosity that everybody naturally has takes over. But at the end of the day, I hope that everybody just wants justice to win, regardless of who that ends up benefiting. Trying to see here what role she was in that I'd recognize. Oh yeah, I forgot she's an actress. She was in, she's in, uh, or she was in Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't really recognize her too much. Maybe there's a bunch of stuff that she was in that I just didn't see. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, who knows. But shitty situation. Um, but I mentioned earlier, dude, it's, it's official. Elon Musk bought Twitter. How fucking wild is that? This man just... What was... Okay, I'll look it up. I want your opinion, though. What What did you think when you read that? Uh, I really just thought... Man, this guy has a shit ton of money. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, I, I, I kind of knew what was going on with all that, but didn't, wasn't following too closely, probably as much as you, you would. But that was just my first thought. I was like, damn, bro, how much money does this dude have? Because he paid, I believe, what, $49 billion? $44. 44000000000 Where the fuck do you just get $44 billion from? Oh, you know what? All them people that pre-ordered his imaginary cars that still haven't came out yet, that's where he got that money from. Tell them they're all partially invested in Twitter. I guarantee that's not where that money is coming from, dude. (laughs) They can't make those cars fast enough. I'm looking. I don't know what like incentivized him initially to buy it because he went out and I watched part of the the TED Talk that he had where he was talking about free speech and it's nece- the necessity of it for a democracy. And I agree with him mostly. I just don't know why all of a sudden he gets the urge to buy it. He is really big on Twitter. And I am pretty surprised that he hasn't been uh, silenced in some way, you know, because eventually you would, you would think like he, he gets hundreds of thousands or millions of likes on random tweets. I think he tweeted like something about it's 420 on is with 6969 or something like that and it had you know 400,000 likes. I'll find the the tweet, but I mean this guy just has stupid amount of power on Twitter. So I'm really curious to see where it goes from here. He probably didn't tell him anything because they're trying to make some business deals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like he went after Bill Gates, which was pretty damn funny. I don't know why he did that. But that was I mean, yesterday. He posted a picture of the pregnant male emoji and then put Bill Gates 
side by side with a photo. It got 1.2 million likes. I mean, this is it's it's crazy. Nobody on Twitter gets that much attention. But I think I heard. So yeah, he says he tweets this: 69.420 percent of statistics are false. 730,000 likes. I mean, it's kind of like those people. It's kind of like those people that tweet um, burgers are so good and then they get like all these thousands of likes and retweets and it's just like if I would have tweeted that no one would give a fuck. (laughs) It would just be crickets. Yeah, dude. And it's every, every tweet. So I'm excited for what he has planned. I'm curious to see the reaction. Um, I th- I thought the end of this was going to be, you know, either he buys it like he did, or we're going to see some stuff that you know we haven't seen before, like more on the conspiracy side is what I believed. Um, but I think with with what's going on right now, it's going to be interesting going forward with his free speech plans. I like his idea of getting rid of all the bots by just having a verification system for real people and everybody has a check mark and if you don't have a check mark then you're not a verified person and i think that's a genius idea because it deletes the social ladder that social media has built and makes people feel shitty because if you don't get the check mark after a certain point in time and that's something that you really heavily care about that destroys you but just giving it to everybody for a purpose like getting rid of the bots is an incredibly healthy solution a really simple solution so i love that uh, I just am curious with major companies and then the government involved, what's gonna like, what it's going to look like, you know, when, when opinions that weren't on there before are now on there, right? Like, what is the reaction to that going to be? What do you, what do you think? Like, is it, I mean, they'll definitely try and defame him. That's for sure. They, they will find anything they can on Elon. I expect there to be a lot of bad news about Elon coming out in the next six months, year, because right now he is riding high. Um, who's trying to defame him? Just nobody wants, well, who, I don't know who, but you think about it like somebody, they, they yeah, they, the they that DJ Khaled's always talking about. Well, yeah, the, they, they don't they, want they, us like, to win. Yeah. That the, 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 the tinfoil hats refers like the, they, right. I mean, you know what I mean? But just think about it. Nobody wants or they don't want him or anybody to garner too much power and not be, you know, under any sort of persuasion, right? Like it's a controlling. I mean, there has to be, right? Am I crazy for saying this? Are you not on board with this? You're not crazy. Um, I'm not saying some Illuminati type shit, but there's definitely some people that like pull some strings, can make things happen pretty, pretty swiftly, you know? Yeah, watch your back. Um, but anyway, I I don't I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure Twitter isn't whoever is running Twitter. I mean, are they? Uh, I'm assuming they're accepting the 44 billion dollars. Yeah, and um, all the shareholders receive 54 dollars for their shares. 54.20 for their shares. Wait, is that still going on? Do I need to buy Twitter stock right now so I can get no. some $54? <laughs> no. 
cannot do that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, too late. At least too I don't think you can do that. I don't. I don't see how that would make sense. I don't think you can do that. Um, uh, I think that this was one of those situations that you see in documentaries about a longstanding group that might have been doing something shady that eventually got caught, right? So like the I'm gonna use I'm gonna make a really bad comparison, but there was a Netflix docuseries on these guys that were selling cocaine out of Miami and they had a, like a speedboat racing team. I think I talked about this. You remember that that show? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Well, essentially they were running this the speedboat racing team and it looked like they were making a lot of money. And that was their front, and they were actually, you know, bringing in cocaine and selling out of Miami. It's a very loose example, Dope. but they eventually got caught. Now, obviously, Twitter isn't isn't involved in in drugs or anything, but what was going on with Twitter was kind of getting a little shady, right? Like it, it started to get kind of shady. I naturally started to move more away from the platform because it just didn't feel. I don't know. It just felt different after a certain period of time over the last, like probably six months, I would say. And so Elon buying it, I feel like there is a lot of people that benefited from something that might've happened if it had kept degrading because Twitter was dying naturally money wise, financially in the stock market. You don't buy Twitter because it was, it was just dying. That's what was happening. Um, They weren't turning over a, a positive earnings for multiple quarters and i naturally didn't like it anymore so i think there are some people that if it kept going down and we had found out some shady stuff going on behind the closed doors i think those people benefited from from this easy buyout they got paid quite a bit of money and they're not going to get caught if if they were doing anything bad you know you think about it you follow my train of thought there yeah like like wolf of wall street type stuff is probably a better example right like they get caught if Jordan had taken that deal and that move is perfect example. I don't know why I didn't think of this, but if he had taken that deal, it would have been similar to an Elon Musk situation where you take the deal and you walk away free and, and rich and you're generationally you're set up, mm-hmm. right? You remember that scene? Yeah. This is, this is kind of, I believe for some people at Twitter, that deal that they took and like they're walking away from something that could have possibly happened mm-hmm. dude. because we're, we're running into an information war online right like facebook is consistently in trouble mark zuckerberg is very shady you know we're getting more and more into immersive technology and i i I think it's interesting that the way twitter was trending elon decided to buy it so going forward hopefully the platform is different i wonder if he's going to change anything aesthetically if it's going to look any different what if he changes Mm. the logo i mean (laughs) I don't know if you've updated your Twitter. It already changed. Oh, has he? Really? I the, the timeline. I mean, I don't know. So he announced that today, right? So I my update kicked in like a few days ago. So it already kind of looks different. It's kind of weird. It throws me off. It's kind of not the same. Phone? Yeah. Maybe mine isn't updated. I'll have to update it. It's just kind of... It kind of has a little bit of a Facebook feel. I'm not going to lie. A little Uh-oh. bit. Uh-oh, Elon. Maybe that's why... That, maybe that was his final straw when he updated his Twitter and saw how it changed. Maybe that was his final straw and he said, 
get everybody together, pull the finances, just buy this shit. <laughs> Tired of it. Oh yeah, I yeah, I updated it a couple days ago. Huh. Well. Yeah, it was my two cents on it. Pretty wild that we live in a day and age where a private citizen can buy a corporation that large for forty four billion dollars. A public corporation and turn it private, sorry. So we bought out all the shareholders. <laughs> That's pretty wild. It's nothing like uh back in the days where you you know, bought something for few bucks then yeah, it turns into like a multi million dollar company later uh, on and you're just racking up in dough. Yeah, it's not like that. Forty four billion. <laughs> Crazy. So um, go for it. I, I was playing, gonna we're switching up up to the basketball, right? We got basketball. Yeah, we're playing basketball. We love the basketball. Woo. So we're getting we're we're getting kind of deep into this first round now. You know, there there's been uh I I don't want to say there's really been any surprises. There hasn't been any surprises, honestly. Other than Boston about to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. That was kind of the one shocking thing because they're the only team possibly about to do that. All the other games have at least one. It's 3-1 at least, some 2-2s. Yeah. Celtics up 3-0 against the Nets. And sorry to fans if, uh, you know, this comes out and the Nets, you know, that game already happened. So sue us. Sorry, we're not going to be up at midnight talking about, yeah, dude, uh, did you see that, ga- that game tonight? Blah, 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 because, you know, sleep. <laughs> we have jobs. We need to sleep. But, you know, maybe one day we'll stay up till midnight and record after all these games are done. But for now, we are here. And... My initial takeaway from this series so far is just where is KD? Somebody put an E, was it EPB or whatever it's called? <laughs> put an alert out for KD because we cannot find this man. Seems to be the case, doesn't it? He hasn't been playing very well. He has not. I'm looking at 16 points last game. And then the game prior to that, he didn't score in the second half, correct? Yes, I believe so. So that is the question, isn't it? Where is KD? I heard him saying he just wants to master his craft. He's not too concerned about you know, the winning portion of it. It's not verbatim. Um, Don't quote me on what? that. What? That How was... old is... Isn't he like 32 years old? Wait, it, it goes back to the same... You know, the thing we know about him is that he just wants to hoop. He just wants to play basketball. So, but he ain't even doing that. He's not doing it well. <laughs> Forty six I mean, minutes. <laughs> the other game, He's I took playing. him for. I took Better him for than Ben over, Simmons, huh? <laughs> I took him for over six and a half assists the other game, and I was just like, well, at least if he can't score, you know, he could be a good facilitator. They're going to be double teaming him and. 
you know, being on him, which they pretty much are, but he can't even pass the ball right. And I'm just like, ah, dude, come on. Get it together. This is supposed to be this is supposed to be the quote unquote best player in the world right now. I don't think so. Because, you know, obviously LeBron's getting old, washed, uh-huh. whatever. So KD was supposed to fill in that that, you know, number one best player in the world mantle. And I'm seeing this guy like, uh, what, what was it? This is your cha- this is your champion. This is your guy. And I'm just I don't know. And then you got Kyrie over there saying, you know, oh, well, we just didn't have a chance to jail. And I'm just like, you are the reason y'all didn't y'all haven't gotten a chance to jail. What do you mean? Like, do, do you not think about what you say before you say it? Because not, that is not much, apparently. Huh? I mean, it, it it makes sense if you had been injured most of the season or something. No, but you like decided to sit out most of the season. So. You can't go come into the playoffs, go down three oh and then say. That team, they're they're gelling. We just we haven't had that opportunity to gel. And I'm just like, huh? No, 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 no. You can't say that because you're the reason why y'all haven't gelled. And then you got these rumblings of um, Ben Simmons coming coming back to play in this game four and then being ruled out. And I'm just like, who is Ben Simmons, bro? Like, who is this guy? He hasn't played in a year. I can't remember the last time I saw it. Wasn't the last time we saw all this man play, he was like blowing like layups in clutch moments and stuff. Wasn't was that the, isn't that what was happened? The playoff series uh last year, I believe. I'm not sure if it was the Eastern Conference Finals, but he was driving and he the guy had peeled off him and instead of going for the layup, he passed it to Embiid, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's covered. right. And he had the wide open he, he had, wide he had open it layup. essentially wide open. Ben Simmons, I don't even want to, they, they kind of, I wonder if they just tested the waters to see if like, Hey, let's, let's kind of put a rumor out there. He might come back in game four, see what the, the, the public thinks about it. No one cared. Okay. Um, maybe it's not the greatest idea. Uh, we'll, we'll leave him out. Apparently he woke up that day with back like today. I don't know if it was earlier today or earlier yesterday when they announced it. Uh, but back soreness and whatnot and i'm just like i i I don't understand i don't get it i need that guy that doctor guy off of youtube to explain to me (laughs) what syndrome or whatever back injury ben simmons has that has put him out here out for this long and is so nobody knows anything about it i mean uh, they're putting out very little details out there about it. Doesn't seem like he's even trying to play. Even if he did play, he's never played a lick of basketball. <sighs> nice one. Nice one, me. <laughs> that that hurt my ears. But hasn't even played a lick of basketball with this lineup. And I'm kind of just like, 
why are y'all even trying? Is this like, are y'all done? Are y'all toast to where you're just going to throw out Ben Simmons out there just hoping for some kind of miracle? I don't know. He's a... He's not playing, man. He's... I don't know why. I don't. I don't even really remember him ever being like a great player at this point because there's just been so much going on. I just don't even know if he wants to play. I I heard something from somebody because watching all the games, you, know, you hear the commentary in between. Somebody had mentioned, you know, at a certain point in time, like the fans, you can win the fans. I think this was Charles actually. Like the fans are great and you can win the fans and you can lose the fans. And it's not, it's not as important as winning and losing a teammate or your teammates. So at a certain point, like Ben Simmons, you know, KD has got to look at Ben or Kyrie's got to look at Ben and be like, yo, yo, what's going on? Like, why can't you play? You know, why, why won't he play the last game of the season? I don't like this idea that it doesn't matter. Like you play the entire season to get to that last game of the season. And if it happens to be the championship winning game or your first round and your, your, you know, winner go home on a sweep, it doesn't matter to me. You're here to play. So Ben Sim is not playing tonight and continue and, and asking to get paid for this year and not playing a single game is crazy to me. So I don't know what's going on when it comes to that situation it's kind of like the Zion situation at this point, but Zion, at least now we see him progressing. He still looks a little heavier, but I think eventually he'll lose the weight he needs to lose and he'll get back to playing. Ben Simmons, there's like no sign. You know, if it's, if it's a mental thing, why is he out there like shooting baskets? You know, even if it's a physical thing, why is he out there shooting baskets? You know, why is he out there in dribble lines and things like that? Why? I don't, I don't get that. Why does he go to, Tell me about, is he playing four on fours? Is he playing five on fives? What's he doing? You know, is there progression? And right, like we heard at the end of the regular season or nearing it when he got traded, it was a couple weeks after they were going to play the 76ers and he was targeting that deadline. I don't know when that game was. I wish Alejandro was here so he could look it up. But that must have been a month or two ago, it feels like. It it was about, yeah, it was about a little, it was like... Early to mid March, I want to say when that happened. Uh, when March tenth, yeah. And, dude, March tenth. I told, it's funny. It was a month the funny and a half ago, they, they make you forget about that because I I totally forgot about that that he was quote unquote targeting. Yeah, that game. And play. the big talk was: is he going to be ready? Like mentally, you know, the last thing was that layup, and he can't make the free throws. And he he won't shoot. You see him. I follow uh, Chris Chris Brickley. He's a handles coach for the NBA, and mm-hmm. he's one of these guys, these freelance guys that's really made it. And I see him posting photos and videos of Ben over the offseason. I see videos surfacing from overtime on Twitter or House of Highlights or whatever, him shooting and doing all this. And there's no timeline. Like right now, I'm comfortable with Zion because we're kind of getting an idea of him, his approach. But we were misled a month and a half ago to believe he was going to play. And here we are. And there's no like, oh, yeah, he's going in for surgery or he's been seeing doctors or this. It's just like radio silence. So what is actually going on? It's crazy to me. 
All I know is at least when James Harden got traded, you know, the hamstring got better. Yeah. It, you know, Ben. That's what I figured was he would be he would be ready. He'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm playing with KD and Kyrie. It's like, like, oh my back feels yeah. better now. Yeah, yeah like my back's exactly. Great. Let's go. Right? Like you get traded, you're like, hell yeah, dude. I'm on a winning team. You know, it's uh Von Miller. What was that? Went to bed like four and eight or three and eight and woke mm-hmm. up seven and two or something like that. Yeah. I mean it's Woke up, went to bed a loser, woke up a winner. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And not to say the 76ers were a loser, but like at that point in time, you were a loser in, 70, in, in Philadelphia. You were viewed as a loser. Nobody liked you anymore, so we moved you out. So you woke up a winner in Brooklyn. Like That was going to be huge. The defense, big factor in this series right now is the defense. The fact that the physicality on the Celtics side and honestly, the lack of offensive preparation on the Nets side because it's just iso ball. And it doesn't work. It's really silly how it, it's you have two guys that are superstars, generational talents, and you decide to run iso ball through them and not maximize their potential with getting them open looks through running an actual offense. It's crazy to me. And then, yeah, the Ben Simmons situation, it would be a completely different story. But I expect, you know, I always say everybody regresses back to the mean. It's 27, 23, and 16 are KD's last three games. So kind of in a slump right now. I don't expect KD to be in a slump tonight. I I mean, I don't think he'll take a ton of shots, but I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a ton of shots. I know Kyrie will probably be on point. We'll see about the, the assistant players. The, the, the assistant players. The role players, uh, the assistant players, whatever you want to call them. I, the the thing is, if he was there, – there's, there's a slump, which is like you're getting the looks, but just not hitting it. Dude, Boston's a great team, great defensive they team are, as dude, well. Defense, and, yeah. and I think at this point, as long as they don't – let up on their defensive intensity. I I I can't see anything changing for this Brooklyn team because it's just it, it seems like they 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 thought they could just get by on Kyrie ISOing or Kevin Durant ISOing Kevin Durant getting that mid-range jumper that he always likes to go to on the elbow. Which he always but, makes, and it's scary how often he makes it. So, so good. But you can't do that on a de- on on Boston. Like, no, this is this is a top defense. You got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the wings, and then defensive Marcus Smart, the Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. That 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 front three right there already is like crap, and then. Who do you, who do you have Daniel to help Tice you? Daniel and, and Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford, two I mean, bigger the, bodies. The thing is, too, like when Robert you have two Williams. guys, when you got oh Robert Williams is coming back today. That's yeah, right. He played. He played in the last game. Last game, yeah. Robert Williams is a is a good one too. Came back. Shout out, fe- fellow A and M, fellow Aggie. Um, that when you have guys like that, like just Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown that just kind of goes down the roster like it resonates through the rest of the roster and they all they just play tough man they just play yeah. hard tough basketball and like yeah, 
Kyrie, KD, they just they're just not about it. And it's funny, I saw on Twitter they said, you know, Kyrie won a ring with LeBron. Thought he could do it on his own left. Obviously hasn't been the same. KD went with Steph, won a ring with Steph, left, thought he could kind of do it on his own. And they came together, two guys that have never actually done it before on their own, thinking they could do it together. It's kind of, <laughs> and they're just failing tremendously. It's kind of like uh, the two the two people that, you know, get paired together on the science project or something that, you know, they always had their regular partner that they depended on and then they get booked with each other. And it's like, huh? So you guys really don't do anything on these group projects. (laughs) (laughs) The teacher sets them up. It's like, Oh, I knew it. I knew you two were bozos, but yeah, I mean, they are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. I think that's and a good point. It, it is like the thing that's in my head is, you know, in some of these finance books, books, uh, business books, there's an idea that goes around that it's not, you know, the the number that you achieve when you become a millionaire. It's the person you become when you achieve that financial mark. So if you just focus on the numbers and you're working to get to the number, you're losing the point of being able to compound that. So to re- relate that to basketball, it's a similar idea with LeBron. LeBron has been able to replicate that situation, a winning situation, a winning formula. And Kevin Durant, and it's the person he is behind it truly, because it's not, it's not a circumstantial thing. It's this, it's the person. And that's, what's made him the greatest in so many people's eyes is he's able to turn a lot of circumstances, namely three (laughs) into championship caliber, consistent winning formulas because he's at the center of it. And the character he is plays into that, his work ethic, the way he's built, the obviously, you know, how he plays, how good he is. Kevin Durant and Kyrie have the skill set to get there. They have the potential to be there, but they're not that they didn't develop that person they need to be to consistently win at that high level, if that makes sense. It's just, you got to become that person in order to get where you want to be. And you can't just rely on the circumstance to get you there. So pairing the two of them together, two incredible talents. Honestly, we haven't even talked about Steve Nash. Steve Nash has done a horrible, horrible job with what's going on right now because they should not be playing in the manner they're playing. Like it should not be up to, and keep in mind, this is the same, the same two guys that said they don't need a coach. You remember that shit? They said, we don't need a coach. And here we are. You're about to get swept because you're getting out coached. (laughs) Yep. It's literally what it is. I mean, sure. They're not making shots, but when you're double teaming and playing defense and team ball, I mean, you're getting out coached. And that's so, I mean, just ironic. Yeah. Because you it's you can't put the two great players together without a formula, a winning formula or the strength of character to push your team there. Cause we see it all the time with sports. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was one that it was just it took kind of the situation to him finally to get over the hump. You know, LeBron, it, it takes certain things and you get over the hump and you and you learn. But some people know don't do that. They don't get over that hump. 
they never they never do. So yeah. I, the Hakeem, I mean, not the the Hakeem Olajuwon's, but the uh, the the Utah Jazz, John Stockton, Carl Malone, like you just you never get over it. Or what about the Utah Jazz, like right now? Uh, yeah, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> so they went in three games without Luca. The Mavericks have went two and one. The Jazz allowed Jalen Brunson to score, I believe. 41 and 31. I mean, Jalen Brunson going absolutely nuts on the Utah Jazz. Bonkers, dude. And in my head, I kind of think, okay, when Luka comes back, it's even better. Now Luka could go crazy and Jalen Brunson could go crazy. Well, I don't know. That's not what happened. I don't know. I don't know. That's not what happened. Um, it kind of it kind of leads me to the phrase of, um, it's not used in basketball, obviously, or anything, but it's used in the fight game. Styles make fights, and it just it was kind of interesting seeing Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie just handle the whole load the way they did but have been able to give the Mavs a 2-1 lead. Now, I know it's only one game, and Luka did his thing, but they lost. And I'm curious to see, in this game five, what happens. Are, 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 the, the, um, are the Mavericks able to be able to bounce back, get back to that high-energy, high pace that they're playing with? the first three games and, you know, try to really capture this series or is Utah going to pull away with this one? Even though Luca came back, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, a couple of things to note from the last game. I mean, it was a one point game. Uh, the jazz shot 19 more free throws than the Mavericks did. So when you take that into consideration, Spencer Dinwiddie had five points. Jalen Brunson got injured in that game and had to be outed and then brought back. I mean, clearly not fully. Luca, you know, played well, but still early into what, you know, getting getting off that injury. I expect the Mavericks to win this. I think the Utah Jazz are amazing, man, because for whatever reason, they just they kind of remind me of of us of 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 Houston, and when we were playing in the mid twenty tens, and we just we couldn't get past the Golden State hump. We couldn't, and for whatever reason, we just were right there. And we just couldn't get over it. And the formula felt like it was right. It felt like we had the pieces. We just couldn't put them together. Same situation here. Donovan Mitchell's a great player. Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Bogdanovich is a good player. Got Mike Conley there, a good veteran. I mean, they've got a good team. I like their team. I mean, they're all recognizable names, actually. Jordan Clarkson, Daniel House, Hassan Whiteside, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Eric Pascal. They're all recognizable names. So 
what's their situation? Like, why why are they not contending for the Western Conference Championship? Why is why are the Memphises of the world all of a sudden making huge turnarounds and now competitive? And the Pelicans, it, could you imagine if they had Zion? I mean, it just feels like Utah's time has almost had a small window. It felt like almost like two years ago, three years ago, maybe right towards the end of when Katie left Golden State and LeBron hadn't put the pieces together for the Lakers and COVID kind of messed them up there where they couldn't put those necessary pieces together in order to get a championship. It kind of feels like they're past their time, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think um, the Mavericks will take this one. I didn't really notice this until Kendrick Perkins said something. He said, ever since Donovan Mitchell got his bag, he hasn't really, he doesn't play with that same intensity he used to before he got his contract extension. And I think that plays a part in it too. Um, Cause I mean, we, we still remember the great back and forth duel between him and Jamal Murray in the bubble in the bubble playoffs like that's what we know knew and loved about John Donovan Mitchell but i feel like we haven't really seen that since and honestly he is the star player of the team he is the best player on the team so it kind of it kind of falls on him when you're falling short just like when lebron doesn't make the right pass in the second quarter leads to a 10-0 run. It's LeBron's fault. No matter what, it's LeBron's fault. KD, him and Kyrie, et cetera, et cetera. The Nuggets not doing well, that's that's Jokic. Jokic needs to play better. It's not on everybody else, it's Jokic, because that's just, that's just how it works. That's just how sports works. And I, I think it just starts with Donovan Mitchell, man. You just, I don't know what it is. Um, but you just need to be better. And they just, I think it's time, especially if they lose in this first round, it's time to blow shit up. Um, it's time to trade some players away, try to get some new pieces in, new style of play. I don't know. Just, you need, you need to, to blow it up, get fresh. Um, you know, you, you Donovan Mitchell, you got Donovan Mitchell, but also you got Mike Conley, who is this guy making all this money, but he sent, he he tends to hide in the shadows sometimes. Like you don't hear about him for a little bit. Gobert, I, sometimes I feel like Gobert can be a liability in certain situations, which. I don't know. There's just so many, so many flaws in there that these teams tend to find. They let Jalen Brunson go for 41. Dude. They let Jalen Brunson go for 41, and Jalen Brunson's great. He's a baller, but he should not be getting 41 points on you in the playoffs after he just got 31 on you. <laughs> so I mean, the Jazz are the Jazz. I mean, I think they're just going to keep doing that jazz. They're going to keep jazzing. That's what the jazz are going to do. They're going to keep jazzing until they're able to get some pieces moved around and get a better lineup together. Just 
maybe new coach. Who knows? So get this. I bet you didn't know this. The stat was dropped on me a while ago by a good buddy of mine. And I just I just looked it up. So for Donovan Mitchell, right? Because we do remember when he when he was electric in the bubble. It was him and Jamal Murray were electric that year. Mm-hmm. So this year, Mitchell's shooting splits in clutch time. He's 37 and a half from the field. 22% from three and 53% from the free throw line. He is horrible in clutch time situations. And if you watch knowing that you'll see him take horrible shots. And I've watched it for the past couple months now, knowing that he just, he, he makes bad decisions in clutch time moments. They don't know how to close games. It's like the Timberwolves. And we can talk a little bit about them if we want, but the Timberwolves, with Memphis blowing that huge lead. I mean, that's you just and LeBron tweeted it out. LeBron said, like, you have to learn how to close quarters in order to win games and playoffs. And that's the situation with Utah Jazz, it feels like whenever they're in close games. I was looking, I was trying to look up close game statistics because it feels like I'm I'm sure they're in a lot of them. Cause they have a they have a good roster. Like you're talking about blowing it up and everything. I agree. Like maybe, maybe a different coach, like I don't know, maybe like do a swap for Donovan Mitchell. Like it gets something different, but I feel like if you blow it up, like you have a good formula. Just when you put the ball in the hands of a guy who shoots at 20% from three in clutch time situations and 50% from the free throw line, that's, and that's supposed to be your star. That's pretty rough. You can't really count on that. I bet that's a stat you didn't know, huh? I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I yeah, mean, but now you now you and two fans can watch, and you'll see he does things in, it, when there's, I think, clutches last three minutes of the game or four minutes of the game, maybe even five. It might be uh, five. But you'll see he does some things that are very, very questionable. And he's so good, dude. He's so strong for how he's and fast. He's athletic. For the size and everything, and he can drive, but it, it's just like he makes horrible decisions sometimes. Um, anyway, yeah, I think they're pretty stagnant. I expect the Mavs to win. Let's go, Mavs. He said, Let's go, Mavs. Got root for somebody, right? Hallelujah. Um, and then we got Toronto versus Philly. How about that? I told you. You haven't been watching the Raptors. Hey, bro. You haven't been watching it's, the Raptors. 3-1, three, three man. It is 3-1. Three, three, one. One. Okay. Look, I didn't expect <laughs> Maxi to score 20 points per game. <laughs> Look, it's, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, Embiid, when you got Embiid, Harden, Tobias Harris, you know, the the... It's a good, it's a pretty, it's a really good team they got going on. I just, I expected them to kind of sem, semi choke, not totally choke, semi choke. You know, you got Doc Rivers on the sideline too. You know, it's just, just what yeah. I expect from them. True. But, I mean, Embiid does have that, uh, I believe he has a torn ligament in his thumb. Yeah. Something of that nature. And I'm pretty curious how that's going to affect him. But, Essentially, yeah, torn, torn ligament and right and uh, right thumb. Yeah, he's gonna get surgery after the season. 
Yeah, and he's a play through though for sure. Let's see what you call it. Uh, also, forgot to mention who was it? Oh, Van Fleet isn't playing in Game Five either, so they might be dead in the water at this point if Van Fleet's yeah. not playing. <laughs> um, they are, and yeah, it's great. Um, uh, D book injured hamstring probably going to be out two to three weeks which kind of blows um because now the suns and pelicans are tied two two brandon ingram is just absolutely elevating his game to a whole other level it's insane a whole other level it's insanity it is it, it's 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 just crazy honestly how it's just you, you don't really find that too often where like a young guy where, I mean, not that like he Jamal wasn't. Murray in the bubble. Yeah, it's exactly. But hopefully a little bit more healthy, consistent, consistent. I mean, we, we still have yet to see. But it, it's crazy. Um, the sky's the limit for the Pelicans. You know, they have been doing pretty good with C.J. McCollum. Um, Zion's going to come back eventually. Valanchunas. Jose Alvarado, bro. How about Jose, Jose Alvarado? Alvarado. Valanchunas is, I mean, he stepped up in that game four. He had a dookie game three. He was like getting bullied. And he said, nah, not this time. And I was the stupid one taking his under on his stats. Like he wasn't just about to come back with a vengeance and bounce back big time. Um, So they they have a solid squad and CP3 is going to have to step it up if, if, the Suns are going to pull through this, which I really hope they do. I mean, I expect them to still because I still, I believe the Suns have just from one to 10 or 12, whatever, the Suns have a better roster. They have a better lineup. They're, they're deep. It's just the fact that, you know, you have, the guys just aren't clicking right now. And that, that that's a big thing about playoffs. Like when are you hot? And it really matters. It, it not really with the stars because the stars are going to do what they do. They're going to play their game and they're going to be stars. It's about Jay Crowder, um, freaking uh, Cam Johnson. What what's the what's Cam the, Payne. Cameron Payne? There we go, Cameron Payne. Those guys like if those guys can get on, whew, the sun the suns the suns can survive without Booker for a little bit. But if they're gonna if they're gonna rely on CP3 and DeAndre Aiden to pretty much carry most of the load, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough series for them because the Pelicans, I think they have they're young, but they have this uh, they have this kind of confidence about them, this swag about them. Yeah, they're, they're not, just a good team. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, they're not safe. CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Good team. It's like a great mix of like veterans, but still young. Yeah. You know, young veterans and whatnot. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a good series to to finish off. I hope the Suns pull it out for the sake of like I don't know, better better matchups throughout the playoffs, because I do want to see like Maybe the Suns go against the Warriors, um, or Memphis 
if they're able to get through. Memphis will get through. Jaw's just like not playing well right now, and he'll he'll snap back. I expect him. They're playing tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, so Tuesday at six thirty, and that'll be a good one, I'm sure. That's been a really fun series, watching them go back and forth. All the young guys playing there. Anthony Edwards is uh, just a stud. I mean, the pure definition of a stud. Carl Anthony Towns, I is still not a big guy for me. I, I or I'm not a big fan of him. Gotta trade him. I told you. Trade, trade him. him. I heard that. I heard that in the in the talks. They need to trade him. Um, don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. Just don't know who you'd get. So yeah, I don't. I don't expect the uh, Memphis to struggle getting out of this series. I think. I think it'll be fine. Uh, they'll probably win the rest of the games here and walk on. I mean, Milwaukee. Talking about. Kevin Durant, everybody's saying he's the best player in the world. I don't know why people forgot about Giannis. Giannis is just so freaking good at basketball. I've never, not even LeBron, I've never seen anybody like Giannis. I'm serious. The way he's built, man, he can do whatever he wants. Like He's like LeBron, but he's longer. And... I mean, we can go back and forth. I'm not comparing him directly to LeBron. I'm just saying yeah, I haven't ever seen anybody that can take two steps from the three-point line and dunk over somebody. Yeah. That is and, – and he can shoot. And he can pass. I watched this pass the other day of him – it would have been yesterday – of him underneath the basket, just this hook pass – around the center up to the top of the three point line right in the center and it was just it was it was one of those where like man he can he can kind of do it all so he's to me the best player in the world i don't think there's a question i think nobody stands toe to toe with him right now um then miami leading 3-1 i'm glad that the hawks got their one win <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman sweep you know? uh and I'm glad the Nuggets got their one win because Golden State will walk on and the Bulls got their one win. I mean, it's all cute. That's why I think the Nets, the Nets will get their one win tonight and then they'll move on. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if nobody got swept except for the Nets in the first round. That would be a storyline, wouldn't it? Because they're the only team that stands... That threat right now, everybody else has already gotten past the sweep. They're all in gentleman sweep territory. They're the only ones down 3-0. That's... They were the betting favorites to win it all. Or I believe, actually, I'm sorry, correct me. Believe I think it's this series, but prior to the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they were the betting favorites. I'd have to check that, though. It would definitely be a storm. The train agrees. If y'all, if you can hear it, I can. Definitely. Um, funny, I got an interesting stat today. So, Scott Foster is ref, the main ref on the Brooklyn Celtics game, and apparently, when he does playoff games, the team that is down. When their record in games that he has called refed 
are 19 and 2. 19 wow. and 2. That's an insane stat. I heard that and I was like, who the fuck? What, how do you even find this? <laughs> Where? I'm pretty sure if I Googled like games, uh, freaking Scott Foster has refed. I'm pretty sure it would still kind of take me a little bit of digging to find that stat. But that's why the internet. So before the season started, the Brooklyn Nets were heavy favorites, plus 200 to win the championship. And LeBron and the Lakers were plus 525. That is crazy. One of them's not even in the playoffs. The other's going to get swept or in a position to get swept. And then when they made the Ben Simmons trade, the Nets were third in odds to win the championship. And they were sitting 10th in the East at the time. That's how crazy overhyped this team has been, dude. And they could be the only team that gets swept this year in the playoffs, and they were expected to win it all before the season. That that's that's a storyline. I love it. It's been a good uh, good season of playoffs so far. I've really enjoyed it. There's been a lot of uncertainty, a lot of a lot of things to watch for. Nobody knows who is going to necessarily win. I mean, this first round, you can kind of predict. I mean, obviously, we've got four series that are predictable. 3-1-3-1-3-1-3-0. Sorry, five, because Philly. (laughs) (laughs) The one I was right on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, I really enjoy this so far. I do miss LeBron in the playoffs. But I think it's... I think it's nice to have the uncertainty, especially because my team isn't a part of it. My team, I have no dog in this race, so or dog in this fight. So it's nice to watch the chaos. But it's everything I got, man. It's everything I got too. <sighs> Elon bought Twitter and Kevin Durant and Kyrie might get swept. It's been a crazy day. Happy Monday or Tuesday, people. Two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, at Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Also, Slice Devils Podcast on YouTube. Um, we will see you next time.